Mr. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Morning, boys. Morning. Good morning. Now, I, there might be some problems with my um, voice early on because the bloke... I, I got a car in this morning and the bloke was um, from the West Midlands and I could feel myself go, boy, boy, got about a mile in. I'm going, oh, what's happening with the baggies? They were blowing it, are they? <laughs> and I've got to get myself back out of that now. So um, I might not sound as posh. Yeah. As I normally do. Okay. Speaking of posh, where was I yesterday? Where? Uh, I was at the Royal Enclosure at Ascot. Oh, oh my goodness! I had the top hat. The full the, thing. The full yeah. It's like it's like a, it's a bit like a massive fancy dress party where the theme is posh. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to do that, you know. You have to you have to yeah. wear, and they're quite strict on it. Oh, they're very. Remember, a friend of mine ran into a bit of bother. Oh yes, we got a, a slightly comical. Uh, uh, they they went. They, they, he, he got a comical top hat. Um, uh, Emily's. He friend. brought it just because he thought, oh, as long as I've got something. Yeah. And uh, then he was told it it just wouldn't do. Really? So he was sent to the top hat shop. Oh, okay. On site? Yes. Like it's a, a, it's a pop up shop, and <laughs> I think they cost about two grand. Like a sort of baked potato van at a festival. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was, um, I was, uh, I, when I went to Toronto, because, you know, you have to, you hire, basically. Yes. And um, we asked about um, buying. I wasn't going to, but. Um, and they said, well, we can do you a decent one, like, you know, they're not all, like, massively expensive. We can do you one for, like, 2,200. <laughs> <gasps> oh, so, okay. Did you say, my my son's painted uh, some cereal box cardboard black and made a sort of hoop of it? I mean, well, a... my, my son, of course, is an Alice Cooper fan, so a top hat in the house, I'm not saying it won't be used. <laughs> <laughs> and did you go the full morning dress? Oh, absolutely full everything. We get a little note, like... Um, you, you, you supply your own tight, no novelty, it said. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not the place for the Homer Simpson tie or anything like that. But um, no, you know what? It was a cracking day out, I must say. I, um, But I noticed the jacket. I don't know what you call those jackets with a bit of a tie. It's like a the frock coat. coat. Is it a morning coat? Okay. I had that on, and on the way in, I just thought, I'm, I'm so, the wallet was slightly spiling. The lump, like a lump, and slightly spiling the Posh line. People aren't used to carrying wallets. That's why. <laughs> well, on the way back, um, it looked great, and that might give you an inclination of what kind of day I had betting. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I took cash. I thought I don't. I want to be oh. like in the films when <laughs> you throw down <laughs> cash and say, "Yeah, yeah, put it on." Um, whatever it was. I'm worried, Frank, that you looked a bit, oh, I'm getting married in the morning. It was an element of that, <laughs> certainly, yeah. There's one of my favourite stage directions in the whole of um, musicals. I, if, I've got the script of My Fair Lady, and there's a bit where um, Alfred Doolittle, who's an, a ne'er-do-well, finds out that his daughter is holed up with this uh, posh bloke across town, mm. and he says, I need to investigate this, and it says, Doolittle leaves like a man on his way to Eldorado. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was a bit like that. But you know what? I got like a when you get when you go into your your private box bit. Oh yeah, um, I had a private box. It's like being David Blaine. <laughs> and uh, you you check your hat in when you walk in. There's a there's a big. I wish I could have took a photo. There was just a, a shelving full of top hats with little numbers in them. So you get your right hat back. Yeah. I wouldn't want anyone to get my hat. Um, oh, I should tell you about the hat. Can I tell you one last thing? This is, I met George Osborne was there, former Chancellor of the Exchequer, right? And, and he approached me. Oh. And I don't know, if, I, if you'd have given me a hundred guesses at what he was, the first thing George, <laughs> I've never met before, the first thing he was going to say to me was, I would never have got you. George Osborne said... I love your poetry podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank Jonesy, 73, has been in touch, oh, yeah. commenting on a lovely picture of you that's on Twitter and says the boy from Oldbury has done all right for himself. Well, it did feel... I mean, if, if my old man, who had a bet 
six days a week and had this one won't mean much to many of you but he had 10 5p doubles 10 5p trebles and a 10 pence roll up it's not big money let's put it that way mm. uh, if he'd have known that I was going to be um, having a long chat with Steve Cawthon who was like a star jockey at the time he would be uh, an excited bloke I must say so that was lovely Hang, what about when I went to Ascot and in exchange for my seat my box seat I had to sort of do an interview about fashion, I seem to remember. Okay. Yeah, but they put it on the... The bit they put on the loudspeaker was when the woman said, and are you a big, are you a big horse fan? I said, do you know I hate horses? Oh, God. <laughs> and someone came up to me and said, are you that woman that said I hate horses? <laughs> well, there was a woman there who saw another woman in the same dress... And I thought this was a great way of handling it. She went over and said, can I have a selfie with you? And took a photo of her in the same dress. But I said, if I do that with everyone who's dressed the same as me, it's going to take up the whole day. But when I went to the... Uh, you know, I've got a big head. I can't possibly comment. A wardrobe woman uh, once said to me, she said, I've been, I've been working in television for 40 years, she said, and... Uh, the biggest heads are Benny Hill and then you. <laughs> I said, thank you. So proud to be on that league table. Uh, a silver to Hill. And she'd worked with the elephant man. Oh, no, she hadn't. Right. And I'm um, sorry. Um, I, I meant the film. And uh, so, so I had to get to this shop, um, which was uh, very uh, nice. And it's called uh, Oliver Brown, is that, you know? Oh, yes, I'm familiar. And I thought they'd all be super posh in there. They're actually really sort of, you know, nice. Mm. Not that posh necessarily means not nice, but there was stuff in there, like I saw some top hat polish. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. <laughs> I mean, the only person I can ever imagine using that is Lord Snooty. <laughs> well, it's, it is, it's got a Lord Snooty. It's impossible to put it on. <laughs> And also, when I first looked at myself in the mirror, in the top hat and the thing, I thought, really, what I want is the waistcoat to be a sort of peanut bodice, so I'd look like Mr Peanut <laughs> from The Planters. <laughs> and the other thing at the shop, they had, I said, um, they gave me the top hat and the waistcoat, and I said, um, where's the monocles? <laughs> And he said, what, what do you mean? I said, you don't get... I thought you'd have a selection of yeah. monocles to wear for the day. And no. Oh. I like the way you keep referring to it as the shop. <laughs> like yeah. it's the corner it felt, shop. It felt like the shop. <laughs> anyway, they got the hat and we were on by now. I said, look, I'm going to tell you from the off, I've got a big head, it's going to be problematic. <laughs> and they said, oh, don't worry, it really, honestly, it won't be a problem. So by the time we'd reached eight and a half in the hat and there was this terrible moment where I sort of crossed the great uh, I crossed the great divide oh. where I put on a hat that just sat on the top of me uh, like like I looked like a, like I was some sort of novelty air freshener <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one literally pressed the top of my ears down like comedy big hat no. and they said there's nothing in between those two hats uh, including you so um <laughs> I had to go for the big hat and basically just um, tense all day, tense my temples do, outwards. Do a lot of reading before you left the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I needed, what I, I had a white rabbit in there. <laughs> I needed was a, a pipe at the back of my head with a small jet of air, air blowing upwards. <laughs> But really, I kept it upright. But every now and again, I felt the ears flattening out as it... Um, as it. But when it got very... I was with uh, Victoria Corrin Mitchell and, and uh, two very nice friends of hers, Geoffrey and Neil, and I thought, um, when it got very sunny, we all sheltered under my hat. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a little private apartment. Absolute Radio. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank, can I just ask you, did you see any of the... Uh, I'm calling it the unfortunate raid. What, the Donald Trump raid? Oh, yeah. Well, one of the great joys for me of the Donald Trump raid is that they took several, um, I think they said files and or envelopes that had top secret <laughs> stamped on them. Scooby-Doo. And I, 
I just top secret doesn't feel like a thing from the real world. You know what I mean? It's, it feels like something from Danger Mouse. It's what you put on your teenage diary. Yeah. It feels like it would be written in American typewriter font as well. Oh, I'm hoping it's re- yeah. a red, red stamp. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really hoping that. Is there a sort of a mid-range secret stamp <laughs> for things that you can leave on trains? Because yeah. people out, people who leave files on trains only ever leave ones with top secret on them, yeah. as far as, as I can tell. Would a government file have top secret on it? I mean, is it, is it still a standard term? Is for your eyes only, post-Bond film... Did the government decide, because that was a sort of MI5, MI6 thing, wasn't it? Did they decide, oh, we better not use it, everyone knows it now? Like, did Bond ruin the concept of For Your Eyes Only? It's never occurred to me that For Your Eyes Only was an intelligence term. Yes, it is. Mm. Oh, because with Bond, I just thought it was going to be somewhat lewd. <laughs> uh, well, they made it sound that with the song. The song was a yeah. bit sexy. Yeah. And actually, that's something that was stamped on official Do you think documents. Michael yes. Gove gets documents as safe for, 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 for four eyes only. That'd <laughs> 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 be great. Sort of old Italian sending it for four eyes only. <laughs> oh, man. Gone now, of but course. But it's changed. Go, <laughs> go, but not forgotten. <laughs> Never forgotten. Listen, I one of the things that used to be, whenever um, friends or family came down to London, one of the things they were keen to do, obviously we live in a place, uh, In if you live in London, you know, there's a lot of amazing architecture and historical sites. What they all wanted to do was the Rainforest Cafe. Oh. <laughs> which is that rare combination of an environmental fast food place. And um, with a very nice shop where you could buy like a cuddly sloth mm. or something like that, or something that represented the animal world. And how great they are. Um, I went there recently. Is it still open? I thought, well, they, I thought oh. they'd cut it down. It's been levelled. Yeah. Um, well, I went to... Um, I'll tell you what happened. I mm. took my family to the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. And uh, there was no room at the inn. Oh. Oh, yeah. And I bet there was three tables occupied in there. And... I mean, how long does it take to eat? We, I said we'll be in and out in a, in a forty minutes. Yeah, but no. So we had to walk away from an empty restaurant. Oh. I, we had a look at a, a bit of rock yeah. memorabilia on the way out, <laughs> but there, no food. Yeah. And I said, I know what. We'll go to the the old the old standby, the Rainforest Cafe, famous for it has storms mid meal. Actual storms mm. occur. Um, oh, yeah, that's how they're doing. So what did you do? All that stuff. The lights flash on and off, and the gorillas on the wall look from left to right, as if that, as if um, a storm in a rainforest means that your um, your road safety uh, has to go really up a notch. I suppose flooding. So anyway, we headed for um, the ever popular tourist um, attraction. I mean. You say ever popular. It's quite a 90s decision to go there. So why don't you do have some Alco Pops and listen to the Spice Girls on the well, way? Well, I'll tell you what happened okay. uh, after this. The best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We left you at the Rainforest Cafe. Well, did you? <laughs> did you, Emily? Oh. Because... We headed for the right. I said, look, we might not get in. It's Saturday. No, it's a very, very... Honestly, the amount of time people have come down to London... You need to know people in the know, Emily, to get into the rainfall. I'm serious. I'll I'll call Eduardo, see if he can get me a table in the rainforest cafe. People people come to London. That's where they want to go. They don't want to go to Buckingham Palace and they want to go to the rainforest. Anyway, (laughs) I got there... And the first, imagine my surprise, as they say in story. Um, it's not called the Rainforest <gasps> Cafe anymore. Oh. What the, what's it I called? It's called Jungle Cave. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. 
And I thought, okay. Does that does that mean less environmental? When was this rebranding decision made? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I went in. I went through the shop. There's still a shop. Oh, I love the shop. Is it's it not, the same setup? It's not just bat stuffed bats now to take it <laughs> the cave. Uh, were you greeted by Alfred? <laughs> yeah. So we went in. Staff were very lovely. Um, uh, we went in and it was quite easy to get a table. Mm. That's worrying. Uh, Terror never a good sign. And I noticed that the gorillas, um, that we sat under a gorilla and he just looked a bit... Uh, a bit chipped. <laughs> uh, what, as in microchipped? No, chipped uh, as in, like, he needed a, you know, a... a t- bit of mange. Yeah. Oh, I don't want a tatty uh, He looked like... No. I'll tell you what he looked. He looked like he hadn't got that part in Jumanji <laughs> and he'd never quite... had turned to drink. Yeah. Had never quite got over it. Um, and I said the staff was lovely and the food was lovely, but there's a real sense that the ship was steadily... Thinking. Oh yeah, and I'd lo- I'd love if anyone out there knows what happened to Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> it used to be a. Well, I'll tell you what happened to Rainforest spot. Cafe, Jungle Cave. Yeah. I know. Did you um, did you have to wait for a table or did you get one straight away? No, no, we got a table. It was a nice thing. Is um, we were a birthday um, yeah. party at oh, the time, yeah. um, and and. Uh, one of the staff heard that mention. We didn't announce it. Mm. And uh, they came over with a little cake and candle and they did a song which wasn't Happy Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but w- which was a b- was birthday thing. It had the word birthday in it. Yeah. Oh. But it, wasn't, it was like, began, it's your birthday, it's your birthday. And oh, I thought that... that- it's a copyright issue. Jungle Cave haven't got mm. the money. Oh, man. No, Frank, they're worried about paying the money. They might, honestly, <laughs> yeah. they can't afford it. I thought it was better than Happy Birthday. <laughs> they can't afford the rights for singing it. I thought if this song had come first, <laughs> that this would this be what sang. Would oh, be it's this. the Betamax or the VHS birthday yeah. songs. How does it... I know, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but a vague approximation, Frank, what? of the happy birthday song. So I can think I about really... It. it was sort of a, it's your birthday, it's your birthday, happy, happy, it's your birthday, it's your birthday, happy birthday day. It was like that. <laughs> can I tell you, I used to work in the TGI Fridays around the corner from what was uh, the Jungle Calf years ago. Badges yeah. on the braces. We, we, oh, badges on the braces and... Yes. What's that called now? Good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell meat to vegan plates. We used to have to sing happy birthday to children. And can I say, as much as this song might have been skipping along in a joyful way, every single person that was singing it was dying on the inside. Oh, oh no. Yeah. But you sang the traditional happy birthday. We sang birthday. the traditional. What badges did you wear? I had a lot of badges. Oh, I had no, a lot you of silverware. To, you have to have a lot of badges. You've got to have a lot of badges, and you, it helps if you're a Southampton FC fan as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Silverware, what was that then? Well, just like I had a lot of... I won a lot of... Th- I was a bartender. Okay. So I used to do the throwing of the bottles. Oh, did you do that? I was good at the throwing of the bottles. Where I fell down was the catching of the bottles. <laughs> uh, a lot of bottles went over the top. Oh, But okay. didn't come back. Yeah. I, um... I've, I don't think I've ever been there and not had surf and turf. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been there. Oh. I know, I did go there once. I no like it. No questions at this time. I like it. And I like, I like the staff as, as, as a performance aspect. I think that was nice. I'd love to have been served by you, Zoe. That would oh, have been would have. great. I'd draw Maybe the we story. can stage it yeah. for old times' sake. <laughs> old times' sake. <laughs> yeah. Have you got a gorilla suit, Em? <laughs> This is the best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, a lot of people, um, I think the cool thing to say at the moment about Netflix is that it's on the way down. It had a great run, but it's, it's you know what I mean? It's struggling. And I've all, I'm always happy to hear of a multi-million dollar organisation crumbling, but I've got news. It's back. Ooh. Now, I've, I saw a programme this week. You may well be familiar with it. But you know when you see something on the telly that just makes you happy and not without any complications? And let me know, do you know a thing called Is It Cake? I knew you were going to say that. It's oh, the best thing in the world. man. I'm a late oh. adopter of Is It Cake, but really, my kids had chicken pox this week very badly and it's been difficult. We thought at one point it was the monkey. 
Oh, no. But it isn't. It's a chicken. It's the chicken, yeah. Uh, And um, what has got us through is Is It Cake. In case you don't know what Is It Cake is, is that people make very, very realistic um, representations of, of everyday objects. And say five of them are laid out and four of them are the real objects and one of them is a cake made to look like one. I mean, it's... So, for example, it's a burger and chips. Or, it's all fi- it's say, bowling bowling the one thing, I watched, yeah. they had five sextants. I beg your pardon. You know, the navig- <laughs> navigational uh, equipment. So five sextants and someone had made a cake one. Oh, wow. Uh, and that was... Um, can I be honest? I was lying about the sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's I really believed you and I watched it. It was the episode <laughs> I was dreaming of, but it never quite... No, you're quite right. He uses stuff like handbags and burgers. Yes. But, oh, man. It was just great. And there's a very eccentric contestant, which you have to have on a show, who's got green hair oh, yeah. and a green beard. Mm. and glasses with skulls on them. And I think the last episode will reveal him to be a cake. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I think it's going to go. The moment of truth when they cut into the cake. It's so... It's great. Honestly, check it out, guys. It's just happy TV. Mm. And, you know, you you realise that Great British Bake Off's rubbish. They do nothing with the cake. They just make a cake. Mm. There's no guessing. No. I'll tell you what else was happy TV. The Queen with Paddington. Did you see? Oh, oh yes. Come on. Beautiful. Yeah, but was it the Queen? <laughs> or was it a cake? <laughs> no, no, it moved. It moved. It definitely moved. What if, the, what if they did that in Qatar with the World Cup grounds? One of them is a cake. <laughs> when they get there. Harry Kane. Harry Kane, we got there and. Uh, Turn out to be a cake. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'll tell you something about the uh, the whole Jubilee uh, spectacular. Brian May's shirt. I loved that. You know what? Was it a shirt or was it a jacket? No, he had a silver... When he did the performance... Yeah. Well, he changed his outfit. I um, I made an, um, an inventory of all their clothes. Okay. Queen. <laughs> And because they changed, they did a quick change between the backstage interview and the performance. Yeah, so they had Velcro. Just <laughs> Frank, you're absolutely right. He wore a jacketo, and I'm going jacketo. Jacketo, I love that. He had a jacketo for the performance backstage. He had a silver sort of um, slightly um, Buzz Aldrin themed well, Adam. Shirt. Um... What's he called? Lambert. Adam Lambert was dressed for the flying carpet, I thought. I thought any any minute the flying carpet will arrive and it'll be a whole new world. (laughs) And then hovering above the palace. But it never turned up, the carpet. Apparently it's stuck in traffic at King's Cross. (laughs) The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Um, I am still reeling from this week's Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, what happened? Well, Richie went. Oh. Now, I don't know, you might not be watching uh, Strictly, but. Not Richie from Absolute Radio. No, no, um. I wouldn't mind. No, no, yes. <laughs> uh, oh, no. no, but this guy is a, he's a West Bromwich Albion fan. I've met him several times. He used to be the announcer at the Albion at one time. Is he the radio man? He's Zoe Balls, sir. Oh, yeah, okay. I think they use the term sidekick on oh, non commercial right. radio. Not a term I've ever liked. <laughs> but um, I always say my co presenters. Mm. Very inclusive. I say side But he was really good, and I thought really looked like he could be brilliant. Mm. And then he went this week. Oh, did he make a big boo-boo? No. Oh. It's a mystery. Oh. It's a mystery. Mm. It's like, um, it's like quasi-quartang. No one can work out why he got... Oh, no, that, it doesn't work. That doesn't work (laughs) as an analogy. But no, I was genuinely upset. It was, uh... It was awful. If you don't watch Strictly, we're not going to talk about it all day. But can I just say one other thing about Strictly? (laughs) You're going to say plenty of things. There's a a thing they do at the beginning where they say, ladies and gentlemen, the judges. And the judges come appear. (laughs) And they do a little dance. Yes. And one thing I can't any longer avoid is that Craig Revel Horwood 
can't dance. <laughs> he can't. He's like the most embarrassing unmarried uncle coming down. And just, he's awful. And I thought, hold on, this bloke's like a leading choreographer. It's very difficult to nail and manoeuvre in 20 seconds. Well, the though, others do it, it every week. That's it's, all I'm saying. Every well, week. Who's the. I mean, Shirley knows her. She knows her onions. They do it. Just they don't try and do too much. They have the just lovely little, lines, and then he does. Oh man! But you know he's constricted with the clothing. Well, I don't think it's just the clothing. <laughs> um, I think if I, I suspect he drives a tuk tuk, as it were. Oh. Um, now, I, look, I love Craig for his horribleness and all that, but he can't dance. <gasps> Craig can't dance, and that's that's just the. Oh, this is going to be in it's the a very tomorrow. bold statement. Yeah. Very, Would you like say, to do Strictly, Frank? I've been offered Strictly several times, but I think of myself as a confident man in any situation. Mm. Once I got a degree or two and yeah. had a bit of success, I felt you could put me in front of the Queen or mm. um, a bloke digging a hole in the road, and I could I could converse and be happy to you know to walk with uh, kings and keep your etc. But as soon as I start dancing, I become so self-conscious, I think I might faint on the floor. I think you'd be good at it. No, you, you're I very, don't. You no. You've got an athletic figure. I, I know, but I move like the Tin Man from <laughs> The Wizard of Oz. But nobody would notice that if you were no, in like a would. skin-tight shirt slashed no, to the navel. I don't I, like that. I, 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 would I be, don't like that, Zoe. I'd be the comedy old guy. <laughs> Do you, you know, know what? I, I used to talk about this on stage, <laughs> that I'd be dressed as a giant... Pheasant <laughs> dancing to George Ezra's shotgun. <laughs> and uh, I can't, I can't live with that. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. I was talking about a double-header gig I went to this week, which was um, the Colt and Alice Cooper. <laughs> now, I once proposed, by the way, um, doing... No, not proposed in that way. <laughs> I once... Oh, it's oh. the only way. How I, else do you propose no, at I the pro- Alice Cooper Colt? If you'll gig. just let me complete this <laughs> sentence. <Sorry>. I proposed <laughs> a tour, and I thought... You know, when comics think, I've only really got about 45 minutes, I can't tour yet. Yeah. Of having three comedians, but like like this, all names on the same bill, and call it the three tellers. Oh. That's because they tell jokes. (laughs) I know. I know. But um, I, I don't get, really didn't, like it. Didn't get any takers. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, the title doesn't matter, does it? If you got three top did comics, you, did you did you sort of put feelers out and got nothing I, back? I, I remember said to Jack D, "What do you think mm. about it?" He said, "No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do that." <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> so that was that. Um, That's terrible. Um, so anyway, um, this was a double header: the Colt and Alice Cooper, and I, I. I don't know how, but the cult have just passed me by. Not I, me. I, I had a scent. No, not Emily. Um, but Ian Asprey, the singer, I sort of knew the name, but didn't know anything about him. But he was one of these guys. There was a lot of tambourine abuse. He was oh, one of those guys. <laughs> and um, a lot of chewed, a lot of mega chewed from uh, from IA. Oh. And one of the he started. Having a go at the audience in quite—I mean, it was a bit where he said, "What you you call that dancing?" Oh my! To God. this guy, and I thought, "Well, that's a bit." And he said, "That's it. That's it, though, isn't it?" With gigs in the twenty-first century, this is what they're like. Oh my God! <laughs> All right. <laughs> so anyway, then he went on a bit, and then he—I I don't know quite what had happened, but he said to this guy, "I need an apology from you." Come on, apologise. And he went right to the edge of the stage. <laughs> oh, my God. We're all a bit frightened. <laughs> but the thing that got me, uh, he, said, he said, oh, we got, look at this, we've got a, got a guy in a shirt. Daddy. <laughs> I thought, what? He said, we've got a guy in a shirt. He said, this is a rock and roll gig, mate. You're in a shirt. Yeah, well, thanks for coming. He said, he said thanks for coming, Mr. Shirt. <laughs> Whoa, what a 
has he done wrong, this guy? I don't think he had like a dress, you know, a shirt with a collar and cuffs and all that. And it, it, it really robbed Asbury up the wrong way. Also, I think, Ian, things have changed a bit, love, since the 80s. Not everyone goes to concerts in black vest tops and studs on them. <laughs> But uh, it was... <laughs> and then at the end, he finished the gig and said, uh, thank you for supporting live music. <laughs> well, OK, but wh- what should we wear next time we support it? <laughs> Seeing as you're the one with all the answers. <gasps> Mr. Mr. Shirt. Shirt. Oh, Mr. Shirt. Must Mr. have woke up this morning and thought, oh, it's got to... Oh, I'm Mr. Shirt. Must have really oh. shook him up. How was, um, how was Billy? Was Billy playing? Billy Duffy? Um, probably. Okay. No, I think, yeah, I think they are, they are the, the central. He didn't wear a shirt. No, they were all... Ian <laughs> you know, Asprey had a jacket, what, what, you know. What do you wear... What do you wear if you don't wear a shirt? A t-shirt? Like, I guess what's a t-shirt. Acceptable? I get no top, I think, is the idea. And then you have okay. to see... Although you say that old is he? About 70. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he's that old. <laughs> it's a, what I like is that it, Alice has grown into the role of, like, risen <laughs> corpse <laughs> thing. You know, it used to be a bit unbelievable um, in the old days, and now he's really embraced it. But I have to say this. To summarise, Alice Cooper has got, like, the tightest band. They are brilliant. Oh, wow. His voice is still oh, there. Made me a bit nervous. Oh, no, it's all right. It was actually, he was brilliant. If I don't know if he's got any shows left here, but honestly, I was, I went as a, you know, as to support my child, and I like Alice Cooper. I came away thinking, you know what? Still got it. Absolute Radio. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. The Jerry Harry, there's an irony to this. Jerry Halliwell only ever wears white, and we were talking about. I agree with you, um, Zoe. I almost, I rarely wear it because I always think I'm going to get something on it. Yeah, um, She bought me many years ago. She bought me three pairs of white boxer shorts. Jerry did. Jerry did, yeah. No way. And um, I what, mean, did you stayed over. Or? That's a treble stress fest, white yeah. boxes. <laughs> what I the mean, hell was going on? I, I, um, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't look my cleaner in the eye for months. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she left me for Daniel Craig. Did yeah. you know that? So your cleaner left you for Daniel Craig. She did. She swapped Calvin's for Speedos. Wow. Mm. But anyway, so um, yeah, yeah. So I've uh, uh, yeah, I've, I think I've still. I think one of those pairs of uh, boxes still survives the Jerry the Jerry box. The Jerry well, hang on. boxes. I get. I uh, passed on some pants. There's no easy way of saying this. Some pants that David Gandhi you did. had given me for you. Yeah, they're very. I'm still um, working my way through that. Do you wear the Gandhi pants? I do. I've I've Gandhi virtually pants. worn them out. <laughs> oh wow! I've got. A, I work very I'll visually, s- and that's going to stay with me for a while. Yeah. Trust me, it stay with all of us. Yeah. Well, I work very musically, and all I can think is, uh, yeah. What what's going to cover that though, Frank? The Gandhi pants can. <laughs> oh, the Gandhi pants can. Oh, we love Gandhi. Yes. Um. So David Gandhi, run about. Yeah, I mean, you? we love all the Gandhis. But, uh, <laughs> Gandhis but he's, uh, he's, he's a prominent I would pants. imagine if he'd got pants off Mahatma Gandhi, they'd be slightly baggier. Yeah, they would be. Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, they'd be straight on eBay, yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi pants. Um, whereas David Gandhis was straight on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I need a noise of some sort for that. That was so good. I'm, I'm, a horn or a... Hold on. I'm, something. I have it. That, that sounds Beautiful. like outside number 10 this week. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah. Can I say, by the way, and we don't, really, we don't really do political comment on this show, but if you're the Prime Minister and you're going to make a major speech, mm. get a nice lectern. Yes. Don't get one that looks like it's from some terrible corporate gig in yep. Northamptonshire four-star hotel. It's got like laminate on it or something, it's, isn't it's it? It's one of those, fle- you could put it, yeah. you could put your fist through it. It's one yeah. of those that's just got and like brown will. sticky <laughs> on it. I mean, it's a prime minister. I want one of those eagle wing, oak eagle wings. You'd you want know? solid wood. I mean, You'd he want might... a solid oh, wood. Yeah. <laughs> no, he I might. Said, and that's a sentence I don't often say. No. But I would. 
I would want something of your structure. The nastiest. Honestly, if I had to write a list of nasty lecterns... <laughs> nasty lecterns. You might as well have had one of those see-through plastic lecterns that people have on their mopeds when they're doing the knowledge. You know those ones with a map on it? I'll tell you what and you might have heard. Yeah. No, but so, specifically, a very cheap... Blue, royal blue clipboard. Yeah. You know those ones yeah. that would have if been you're doing better. a driving awareness <laughs> test or something? That would have been better. I was thinking, don't lean on that. It's going to go. It's got <laughs> that would have been flimsy. perfect. If he'd just go and go, good afternoon, and lent on it, and the whole thing would just fall Imagine over. if he was saying, no, is that the only lectern we've got? That thing. <laughs> yeah, but if it had blown over, yeah. can you imagine that to the strains of... <laughs> they should have had that lettering. You know that black on gold lettering that people stick on that's slightly <laughs> angled? You know that really terrible, the worst lettering ever? They should have had that on the front with Prime Minister on it. <laughs> is that the leaving lectern, though? Is there a better one when you're no, arriving? No, I just think they've got one rubbish lectern oh. in, in that sort of historical home. For goodness sake. Lectern hell. That's what I'm calling this week. <laughs> Absolute Radio. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank oh, on the Radio. Sorry, I was just looking at know. a hot dog on the television. <laughs> <laughs> Email the show via Frank at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. <laughs> and yes, they are paid to laugh if you're wondering. So, um, good morning to you both. Good morning. Tomorrow. It's kind of, uh, kind of really ended. So, um, here we are. I, um, oh, I'll tell you what I saw this week. Here's a thing. Here is a funny thing. Yeah. I saw a man capering on no. his own in, like, sports gear. What do, I don't know what that means. Capering is a bit like what um, Dorothy does in, um... Yeah, I beg your pardon. In, uh... <laughs> Wizard of Oz, you know, that sort of... Oh. Do you remember when you were a child and if, you know, those moments, if you ever felt jubilant as a child, they call it skipping, but it, there's no oh, rope. Yes. No rope involved. Isn't that just skipping? I'm, I'm not familiar with this. No paper. rope involved is uh, one of the coloured handkerchief singles, signals I use <laughs> at the S&M club. I've always called it skipping, but, you know, I'm going to change that to Well, if that's skipping, how can, with the mm. rope thing, be skipping yeah. as well? It doesn't make any sense. That's like saying his eating is the same as driving. OK. <laughs> We've all had a drink. OK. <laughs> I have, but not since <laughs> September the 24th, 1986. Nevertheless, um, capering or skipping, sans rope, brackets. <laughs> is that because... This was a, it was a guy, he didn't look troubled. He was in sports gear. Dressed for skipping. Yeah, dress for, you know, like he might be running. Maybe he runs later and, and warms up with some... Uh, some capering. Some capering, yeah. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll uh, caper for Ted. <laughs> and then I'll do like 5K, a bit more caper. I'll caper down. I'll caper yeah. down at the end. I think that would suit you, Frank. Caper, no, I, he made me... I was a bit embarrassed on his behalf. Were you? I was saying have, something. I, um... I remember kissing a lady many years ago and she capered in excitement. Did just you? around me. Did she? Yeah. I don't know if it was ironic or not, but it was <laughs> it started charming and then it was we will never be a long term relationship. About uh, third circuit. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say had that, that's too much shelf life. Yes, no no more capering. That was what I thought about it. And I've never told that story to anyone. Oh. Is that, is and you know what? It's good to get it off my chest. <laughs> Absolute radio exclusive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, what a I love this. What a bizarre exclusive. God, yeah. the papers will be full of this. <laughs> Post kiss caper in uh, rocks three lion star. <laughs> do you, oh, do you yes. think there's lots of sort of jubilant expressions that could become like a fitness thing? Ten minutes capering, five minutes jig. Punch in the air, maybe. Punching the I air. I suppose they do do punch in the air. That's seven, basically what sparring is. Yeah, seven minutes clod hopping. Mm. What's clod hopping? It's bad dancing. Oh, OK. Is it's, it? It's from, it used to be illegal to beg, and so you had to do something for your money. So oh. they would just do a bad dance. Be, I'm not begging, I'm dancing, and people are paying me for my lovely dance. Oh, is that Who great? knew that? Yeah, That's, a, um, a sort of stomping dance that a oh. tramp would do, clod hopping, yeah. OK. I'd like to... Uh, 
I'd like to see more of that. Sound like a double money if you prefer to <laughs> plod hop. <laughs> no, is that bad? I'll take that back. What are ski sticks? I see a lot of old people with ski sticks on the Hampstead Heath. What's that doing? I've seen those. They worried about flooding. They're cropping so they can up. Get home. <laughs> get home like the the uh, the invading crafts in War of the Worlds, <laughs> just hoisted up. <laughs> For um, um, wildlife. If listening uses those, what what the hell are you doing? Sometimes you, know, you see, see them those a lot. Sometimes you see them like seven or eight squirrels on each point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've never seen that. Anyone, uh, anyone who capers for a fitness thing, let me know. And if anyone uses ski sticks, why? The best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So. um... Actually, we were just, I was talking about um, performing at the Phoenix Arts Club this week, which I have to say has been great. I, yes. mean, I mean, you know, I, I, I know there's no toilet in the dressing room, but mm. there's no dressing room. It's true. But it is, it's a very, you really feel like you're in that cool late night London. It's a place, you know, where actors mm. go for a drink after the show. Yeah. It's very, and they have lots of like, you know, drag acts on it. So you feel like I felt it's the coolest I felt. Yeah. Considering there was a heat wave, <laughs> it's the coolest I felt for a very, a very, very long time. It's it's very Soho, and it's one of those bars that's in a basement, and the wall is just covered in signed photographs of people you've never, ever heard of. Well, it's the sort of place where you'd expect to see Francis Bacon drinking in a corner with Geoffrey Bernard. Mm. Yes. 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 But you played there. Uh, I did, as as part of all of of our efforts to prepare for the Fringe, you know, was doing our previews, getting stuff into shape. I shared a a sort of preview slot there with Jacob Hawley, great comedian, and... um, a thing, a thing occurred. I was on second, and during the interval, I was backstage. Well, as you say, there is no backstage. I was hiding behind a cloth. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I, I sort of uh, had a peek at the audience, who had, thank God, stayed yeah. after Jacob had done his first half and left. And I looked, and I saw... You look through the audience, and and, and in the back of the room is the stairs mm-hmm. uh, the audience descend from. And I saw that um, a gang... Two two boys and girls. I say boys and girls because they did look sort of, you know how an eighteen year old can often look fourteen. Yes. They look. They sort of. You go. Oh, I know you're. I know you're here in a, a pub, but it's obscene. Mm. You're so young. So there were two um, boys and two girls of sort of definitely like sixth form age, coming down the stairs late to a comedy gig, and I thought, yeah. oh, they're not. They didn't know there was a gig on here, did they? They're not here to watch comedy. Oh, okay. They've come for a Campari. Yes, exactly. And oh. and, and to swap quips. Yeah. Yes. And so I thought, uh oh. And I saw the sort of hand go up of the ticket taker saying, No, no, there's a gig on. You have to buy tickets if you want to come into the bar. And it took a good the interval's only supposed to be five minutes. It took a good ten minutes to convince them that what they really wanted was to sit in silence and watch me work through some material. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. So did they find a halfway house where they sat? Talking while you went through some. I material. would like to know, this. Frank. Your years in the business <laughs> have, have stood you in good stead. There, that is exactly what happened, and exactly what I was predicting. <gasps> half hidden behind my grubby little curtain, <laughs> and uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what happened in a, in a moment. But oh. suffice to say, it involved a letter. <gasps> a letter. Mm. Oh, of course it did, Pierre. You're so mm. cultured. Oh, what to their headmaster? <laughs> yes. Did they? <laughs> they were representing the school. <laughs> yeah, and they and they, they they were mooning on the back window of the coach on the way to the club. It's got to be stopped. This is the best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, Pierre, do you want to remind us where we'd left you? Yes, you had left me in the basement venue of the Phoenix Arts Club. Yeah. Doing an Edinburgh Fringe preview show. And, um... <clears throat> when was this recently? Uh, May. Okay. April, May. All right, 24 hours in police custody. <laughs> 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 and, uh, the Pine Martin bouncers had let in some youths. Mm. Were um, they the kind of youths who were, are you ready for Rishi? Yes, I am. Uh... Well, there was a disparity there. The the two the two young lads mm. were were a couple of uh, sort of the vibe was very much Arthur Northerner. Okay. And the the two girls were were more sort of ready for Rishi. Oh. 
Okay. Yeah. It was right. an interesting dynamic. They didn't look like they normally all hung out. No. Which is another odd element to this. <laughs> Maybe is. it's like the Eccleston girls. They like the... Um... Do you think they were those two servants they'd always fancied? <laughs> they were seeing them behind their parents' The stable backs. boys. We'll take them to the Phoenix <laughs> Arts Club. Did they say yes? Two tickets in the name of uh, Chatterley, please. <laughs> <laughs> and don't order a pint of bitter. <laughs> You'll embarrass us. <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> so they came in and, as you, as you correctly predicted, Frank, decided that what they would do is sit and talk as if they were in a busy pub. <laughs> Yeah. In the back of my already dwindling audience well, in this basement no. on a weeknight. And so I, eventually I had to address them. And <gasps> um, they became uh, sort of moderately belligerent. Well, it's difficult because you had two social registers to operate on <laughs> to communicate with them both. <laughs> did you did you speak to the women and say, now look here. <laughs> Will <laughs> you tell the, these boys to be quiet? <laughs> so on, what happened? I'm intrigued. So they they sort of kicked off a bit and, and I have to say, initially I thought that the, the lads would be the, the trouble, but I was wrong. It was the uh, the ladies were kicked off quite dramatically and oh. at one point actually just sort of stormed up the stairs. It's hard to storm upstairs out oh, of the basement. Oh, stormed out? Mm, eventually. Okay, I thought you were going to say onto the stage. No, thank God. I no. should say um, for our, um, our readers that Pierre is not the sort of bloke that you would uh, naturally challenge <laughs> on stage. He's a man mountain. It's not like me. Mm. The reason people don't challenge me is that they, they fear they might kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, Pierre looks like... I remember I was m- moving a uh, house once and Pierre came around and just picked up a bed and carried it out of the <laughs> flat. Like obelisk. Yeah, I nearly <laughs> fell out. I had to hold on to the headboard. <laughs> Haven't we all there? <laughs> oh, that. Oh, God. So they stormed out, and uh, there was some oh. sort of. But the guys ended up staying, the two young lads, and I thought, that's odd. Mm. And then, you know, the show carried on, and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, um, they had. I looked out, appeared out from behind the little curtain, and the, the guys had gone, the lads. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds dignified. Yeah. It's very wizard of Oz, isn't it, uh, this story? Yes, yeah. There's a lot of uh, back and forth, curtain wise. Yeah. And uh, they'd gone, so I thought, okay, whatever. And I came out, and the, the guy running the show said, sorry for letting them in, but they did say that they wanted to buy tickets, but I should yeah. have been more skeptical. And mm. here's a pint. And I thought, oh, thank you. you know. And then the two guys, the lads, came back in. And I thought, not a conf- not a post-show confrontation. Oh, no. The least favourite part of any comedian's evening. Yeah. And they came up and they said, the first thing they said was, sorry, we didn't know the girls would be like that. We <gasps> thought they'd be fine because they go to drama school. <gasps> oh. So I thought, interesting. Mm. Wrong. You have a lot to learn. Yeah. And also the school. girls were probably accidentally projecting, which, which <laughs> meant them even louder. Yes. And then... The guy, uh, the sort of leader of the two boys, handed me what I'm going to call a letter that oh, they'd gone away you... to hurriedly scrawl. What? <laughs> and I say letter advisedly because it's a long piece of blank receipt paper. Okay. That, Is there anything on it? Oh, yes. That Frank. they'd written on with a, a felt-tip pen they'd found. Oh, okay. And they handed it to me. And what did it say? And said, here you go, sorry about that, and sort of fled before I could read the letter sort of in front of them, fair enough. Oh, don't like the sound of this. I do. So I'll tell you what, shall we make the letter the the cliffhanger? Yeah. Okay. We'll hear that letter after this. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Oh, you left us on a cliffhanger. My baby, I wish I could have played Joe Cocker's The Letter. Then, you know, my baby wrote me a letter. Okay. So, quick refresher, the two the two lads of the group of four hecklers yes. um, have hung around after the show to hand me a felt-tip scrawled letter on a section of blank receipt paper I think they cadged off the barman. Yes, this is very much what are the 39 <laughs> steps, isn't it? Go on, let, let's hear it. I should say that now um, Pierre is looking at his phone, so we obviously photographed this I did. missile. I did. Well, he's not the type to make it up. No, no. Hasn't got that kind of bone in his body. No, I would never make up a mad letter. <laughs> um, so this is... and I, I really want to emphasise how much this is in mad felt tip, sort of capital block, capital yeah. letters. Mm. Hello, sir. Oh. 
comma. I like it so far. Yeah. Oh. I say that to a lot of my customers. <laughs> Hello, sir. My name is Louis. I was with the rather rude girls who eventually walked out. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my friend Finn stayed. Okay. And while your comedy wasn't for us. Oh, no. <laughs> It was going well. So respectful up to that point. Oh, man. That was... They Felt dropped tip block capitals. Killer claws <laughs> dropped in. Yeah. So, Fair enough. You yeah. know, nobody... Yeah. While your comedy wasn't for us... Yes. Me and my friend Finn stayed. And while your comedy wasn't for us, we still enjoyed ourselves. Oh. I have some question marks over that yeah. as an idea, but fine. I and suppose watching someone die on yeah, stage that's true. is always entertaining. Mm. I'm not suggesting you did that for a second. Well, to, in their eyes, okay, you yeah. know, I, I did. Um, <clears throat> me and my friend Finn stayed, and while your comedy wasn't for us, we still enjoyed ourselves, and we thank you for that. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. That it is nice. Can I say, Louis and Finn mm. sound lovely boys. Yeah. And I think we may have misjudged them. Louis and Finn, Louis and Finn. <laughs> Writing letters also, all girls went town. off, they but they stayed to me in. Like I don't know the fact that they 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 know that they about writing thank mm. you letters. Yeah. Yes, they've sort of gone... Their time at the stables has not been wasted. <laughs> Thank God they let the parson teach them their letters. <laughs> exactly. At a price! <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, carry on. <laughs> oh, what we, uh, And we thank you for that. Please continue for us and yourself. Quite oh, Louis, philosophical, Louis, eh? Louis. Yeah, that's... Uh, good, good, yeah. Good luck and see you soon. Oh, uh, Lu- Louis and Finn, and then a kind of blobby heart. Oh, it, it was in quite formal, it. and at the end it went yeah. a bit um, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was quite worried by the notion of seeing them again soon. It's nice that they wrote you a letter, though. Yeah. I think that's... Um, I respect to Louis and Finn yeah. for putting it in writing. Yes. I think it's because the young people don't actually speak anymore, do they? In, in the age of text and WhatsApp, everything is written, which is something... You, you can't know, call them. What about what about when you call them? I called Faye on this show once, and she went, "Oh!" No, no, they won't. They won't be. They won't verbalise. No, no. Well, you'll see a group of people sitting at a table, and everyone is um, is texting someone else or WhatsApping or whatever. They like the WhatsApp because it's free. What happened to James Taylor? If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. That that theory has been completely quashed. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Can I tell you a story? Let me tell you a story. I went to pick my child up from school yesterday and his classroom is on the ground floor, very glass-fronted, as classrooms uh, sometimes are, so you can see in. And as I approach from the front gate, I could see they got uh, the big telly on in their <gasps> classroom. As I got a bit closer, they were watching the new Three Lions oh. video, the whole class. So I went up and just <laughs> stood against the glass with my hands raised. And the children started pointing at me like, hold it. Yeah. And um, thank goodness they recognised you. I know, yeah, exactly. I was too. I was already being carried away by security before I. No, no, that's. Don't you see that? Um, so anyway, then the teacher called me in. I went in, watched the, and at the end of it, everybody applauded. Oh, that's so lovely. It was so sweet, and I felt really up and excited. And then the whole thing was brought down by as I walked back to the car with my child he said that was great he said he said it was like you're a big celebrity again <laughs> oh out of the mouth of babe oh no <laughs> oh it could have gone the other way though. at least he was proud of you because I don't know if Angela, my dad was proud to my classroom I might have been embarrassed temporarily yeah. <laughs> Angela that's so kind of you yeah it was oh, that, that was I'm, lovely I'm not convinced that no. was lovely to try and lift me up but this is the cowboy film where I say no no I, I'm, I'll go on without me <laughs> oh. I can't 
It was only rescued by, in the car journey, he said to me, um, um, he said, I won't name the child, but one of his friends said, I think your dad's got an amazing voice, he said, but I don't like that other man's. (laughs) Oh! That that helped a bit. Did he mean David or Ian? I'm sure he meant Ian. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, I found it oddly reassuring. I quite liked it when it... Exactly. Kids don't they don't appreciate the sort of Lee Marvin growl. When it kicked in, David's voice, I loved it because I thought, will it have, will it always be the same? Will it be the same as it was? You and know, it was. And absolutely I it. true. When yeah. when I first heard it play back and. Uh, and, he, and his voice come in. I just thought all is well with the world. So did I. Yeah. I felt it made me happy and reassured. I, when I watched the video, I it took me a while to realise because the video is quite clever. It's done. It's got the sort of old original video and you guys now it's a ter- superimposed on. And at first, I hadn't realised. It's a terrible example <laughs> of like two young men, <laughs> and then they're older. Ver- I tell you what, it's it's the sort of it's it's our version of the Johnny Cash Hurt <laughs> video. Oh, the yeah. sort of last will and testament. <laughs> Sorry, Angela, carry on. No, I just said, when, when I first saw David on it, it was young David, but yeah. I hadn't realised that's what it was, and I just thought, gosh, doesn't he look young now? He shaved his beard off. Yeah. And then the old David and then, said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David, I didn't mean it like that. Uh, out now. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but that... Frank, what about when we watched it with your cat? Oh, come on. Frank oh, showed yeah. it to me. I can reveal this now. I, I gave Emily a uh, unpolished version mm. that we, we watched together at our what, house. What did I do? What was my reaction? Emily really cried. Oh. I mean, the tears were flowing. She she hates bad CGI. <laughs> <laughs> she just can't handle it. I see young David. And we watched it and I was sobbing. It's very moving, actually, Tableau. Frank took a picture of me crying, a bit strange, and sent it yeah. to David. It's, and... I've got a big collection of women crying <laughs> from over the years. And Kat's first reaction... Yeah. She said, wow, David looks amazing. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, and then we waited and nothing, <laughs> nothing. else came out. And Ooh, then Kat. she said... Oh, well, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about David. I said, I think that's maybe the issue. Yes, yeah. exactly. It was a, so, so it's been a, an emotional uh, ups and downs <laughs> thing. I was going to say emotional rolling coaster, but I thought if I ever say that, take right. me outside and mm. shoot me through both knees. Um, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> so that thing, it was brilliant walking into the room. Like, what's the oh. chances of that happening? Timing, everything in this business. Absolute Radio. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. There's some lovely acting in the three three lions. My personal favourite moment is the bucket of custard. Oh, come on. How many times did you have to stick your arm in that bucket of custard? (laughs) I I think... That question to Frank Skinner. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) Don't ask me anything that involves remembering (laughs) on air. I think that might have been the second go. Because we weren't... Uh, see, that, it's a repeat... You know, it's a repeated thing. I did it originally with a mm. cantaloupe. Ah! But because clever. this was a Christmas thing, we couldn't resist the glo- the uh, spherical Christmas pudding. Mm. But the big debate was, with or without holly? Do I have Ooh. to take the holly off before? You know what? We just let the holly be. Yeah. yeah. I think that really identifies it as exactly. a Christmas pudding. It, it, it goes in a Christmas pudding and, God damn it, comes out a Christmas exactly. pudding. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what I like, there's a little... It's a lovely... It's quite... I should say, by the way, that, that everyone is talking... This is... A, um, I did a football song 20-odd years ago and we've just re-released with just a new version of it. And the video came out yesterday. In case you're thinking, what is all this about? OK. Mm. There's a bit at the start mm. and it's a lovely... It's, it's almost Mike Lee, the subtlety of the performance. I like it. <laughs> Frank is... It's a beautiful little... Vine- he's he's uh, There's an England jacket on the... Something on the coat, um, you're putting it on the hook, aren't you? And you, he just touches the fabric and looks to camera very wistfully oh, as, nice. as it starts. And, oh, well, thoughtfulness. That, that, apparently, is actually Roger Hunt's England jacket. Roger Hunt, who played in the 66 World Cup final. Yeah, well, he played in the 66 right. World yeah, Cup yeah. final. Wow, so and that's yeah. actually his jacket. That was actually his jacket brought in by somebody. 
And wow. can I say, attention must also be paid to David Baddiel's door-answering face. Beautiful. Very authentic. It's exactly how he looks when he answers the door to me. Yes. Not well, thrilled. He doesn't... <laughs> the only thing that I'm anxious about in the whole video is when Dave gestures in... <laughs> The uh, the carol singers. There's a slight element. Of, do you remember at school when you used to scratch your face with two fingers in a sort of a? This is a rude gesture, but I'm hiding it. There's a slight element of that which unsettles me. Other than that, oh, now I'm going to have to look for that next time I watch it. Yeah. But I'm glad you like it because uh, we got interviewed by the Guardian on Thursday, and the Guardian man. I like the Guardian He tore us apart because the song wasn't more political. What? Oh, but did he? Oh. Why should it be? It's a Christmas oh. football song. I know, but you know. Well, Ruth George. And then I looked at. Hold on. So I looked Sorry. at the Guardian first page today. Massive thing. Will Qatar ruin Brand Beckham? Because Beckham's going to Qatar. So I thought, yeah. Mm. Top third of the page, World Cup 2022, your definitive guide. <laughs> Free 36-page supplement in The Guardian. Um, the cake has arrived and it is also being eaten. Yes, yeah, sounds Seems. like it. Yeah. What is The Guardian the Guardian of nowadays? Hypocrisy! <laughs> The Guardian, a.k.a. Pick a Lane, will you? Yeah, come on, yeah. Pick a Lane! <laughs> well, and, yes. Ruth Jordan, one of Good our regulars. morning, son. Lovely when you switch on breakfast radio and hear how many times did you have to stick your arm in that bucket of custard? Yeah. <laughs> that is quite a non-secretary. I realised as soon as I said it that anyone who hasn't seen the video <laughs> no. might be what on earth I'm yeah. talking about. In case you've yeah. never seen it, I, so I say, it's the thing I've done before, is if you put a spherical object like a cantaloupe in one hand and dip it in custard when, and then hold it upright when it comes out, it looks like the World Cup. Yeah. Very it's, effective. Yeah, it, I try it at home. But <laughs> check with mum. No, you're all <laughs> dad. Okay, whatever you've got, a parent, a guardian, a ward. If you're not, their ward, if you are the ward of a guardian, not a guardian, not please. the guardian. They get confused. Check with whoever pays for the cantaloupe. The best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. And this morning's text in, don't forget, do you eat the butter ceiling on pate? <laughs> um, so, I um, perhaps I should clarify that. No, no. Joe, no pun intended. Um, I was, um, as I say, it's hamper season, and I've I've got a fine pate, a smoked salmon pate, mm. and it's got a butter ceiling. Mm -hmm. So the top mm. two millimeters, at least, yes. is just rock solid. Butter that you have to break through. Yeah, it's kind of like a sort of Dolph Lundgren flat top mm. in the Rocky film, yes. you recall. But would Drago and, as, I and as high in protein? I oh. I find it too much, so oh. I I discard the butter ceiling. What do you mean you cut it off? I break through it as if I was uh, an Inuit seeking fish. Yes, and then. Um, I scoop it out and take that off and just get stuck into the squeegee. Scoop pate? It's all a bit haphazard. I can't eat solid, a sheet of butter. I mean, for God's sake. <laughs> Does it make I, you who feel... Who am I, Robert Carrier? <laughs> I mean, it's not... It's Robert Carrier, when I was um, living in a council house... I used to watch this film called Food, this program called Food, Wine and Friends, which was so far from my <laughs> own life. <laughs> There's no name for a program. If it had been coming from Mars, it could not have been more alien to me. Robert Carrier would say, Yes, I'm going to make. Um, and and then he would you'd see him going to the airport. He would go to France to get some herbs from a field, and what? then he'd come back. Right. And then Susan Hampshire would visit. Yeah. And uh, and it sounded uh, describing my childhood so yes. far. <laughs> and uh, and he would cook her a meal, and that was food, wine, and friends. Okay. I was fascinated by it, but I can't. There can't be two things happening on Earth that are more different than my life at the time than his. But, um, Clive Silas, regarding the butter ceiling, mm -hmm. until now, I thought that was just pure fat. 
hashtag idiotic eureka moment live? Well, I'm guessing, but it's very yellow and uh, I, tell you, I, I think it's butter. I must admit, I did. Uh, there was a phase where I just thought, oh, they're sort of as they mix it, it rises to the top and um, it forms this naturally. How marvellous. I like the idea of that phase in your life. Very naive, young man. <laughs> I think I it's you, butter ceiling. I'll tell you what it is. Uh, it's to preserve... Is that what women in the dairy industry talk about, the butter yes. ceiling? <laughs> it's essentially to... It's like aspic, isn't it? So it's to preserve the pate mm. for longer. You can eat it. Of course you can cut it off. I wouldn't advise it in company, but if that's how you choose to behave, so be it. Well, I, like I say, I took it out more or less wholesale. And, and I've, I've, I've finished the pate now. And I've ended up with one of those jars, what I call a Grolsch jar. Mm. It's got a bit of a Grolsch um, fastener. And it always seems wrong to throw them away because, I don't know, I imagine them in a shed with screws in them, even though that will never happen in my life. Yes. Mm. Um, But it's hard to throw away one of those with the Grolsch fastener. You feel you're doing something wrong. But what, what, what can I put in it? Uh, just more pate, I think, is the, oh, is the problem. But it comes in its own jar. Well, that's it. Use it as, as some lovely rosemary. Can you get packet? Yeah, packet um, pate that you then decant in a sort of like a like an like an icing uh, squeezer. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't. I don't oh, like the idea of a. No. I don't like the idea of a dock coming through a nozzle. You have to have <laughs> some sort of respect for the dead. A, a duck piping. No, that exactly. That that just seems wrong. <laughs> to me, I think I know they're gone, but you know. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> the best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.